need any, right? Because I have a straight. Oh, oh good congratulations. <laughs> okay, Phoebes, how many do you want? Okay, I just need two. The um, ten of spades and the six of clubs. <laughs> no, uh, Phoebes, you can't do that. You can't. Oh, wait, I have the ten of spades. No, you want no. Uh, no, see, uh, you, you can't do that. Oh, no, 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 that's okay, that's okay. I don't need them. I'm going for four. Oh, you're... <laughs> and welcome, 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 welcome. That's not how I start this. <laughs> how you doing and welcome to the podcast that'll be there for you when the rain starts to fall it's friends of the podcast our friends retrospective here at best film ever my name's ian and i'm georgia i'm gonna leave the whole thing in i'm okay yeah, with that. It's yeah. Fine. yeah that's good uh there you go a little little you know how much i hate editing so out <laughs> 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 of this you go that's the secret if it's enough for billy wilder it's good enough for me uh how you doing all right. Not on the Joey, how you doing? But no, how you just doing? You right? doing? Yeah. yeah. No, I'm okay. This is the first time we've recorded with you post cats. Post cats. Yes, yeah. I am in the post cats era. Yeah. So how you feeling? Uh, a bit sad. Yeah. A little bit in in the post show blues mode still. Yeah. For people who aren't involved in in theater, I mean, I think there might be something for explaining about that. Yeah. When you're in a a production, amateur or otherwise, it doesn't really yeah, matter. Yeah. Um. The way it works is you start, you don't really know each other, you audition, there's an initial wave of excitement, and then you're building something, it's about one night, two nights a week. Yeah. And then as it gets up in intensity, it gets stressful, but you're doing it together, and then just before you, the week or two before you're on stage, it feels like all you see are these people, and then show week, you're so busy, you don't even have a chance to really think. Nope. And then they pull the carpet out. And your last performance is done. And if you aren't cognizant of that during the process, um, it's over and you didn't have a chance to even prepare yourself for it. And so what we do is we we, we call it the post-show blues. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, it was pretty bad for this one because it was only a three-month process. And I think sometimes when it's longer, you kind of have the time to prepare for it and you kind of know when you build it up and you build it up and you build it up. Um, But, I mean, we only started late January. um, so it was intense. It was it was three nights a week for the entire process. Um, and then we did the... We rehearsed in the last couple of weeks. We did Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Tuesday was dress. Wednesday we opened. Mm-hmm. Saturday night we were over. And so you kind of build... It builds and builds and builds and builds. you did Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday matinee. Saturday, Saturday evening. evening. Yeah, yeah. And so it was... And, and for a show like Cats, for people who don't know it, it's physically demanding. It's exhausting. Um, it's sung through, it's danced through. I think I was off stage for one four minute number, um, which I came back on for the reprise of. If, if not, I wasn't, I was just changing shoes and back on. Um, so it is a, it's a physically demanding show um, and a show where you're up and close in everyone's business because you're cats. So everyone's near yep. each other, everyone's touching each other. Like, And you get really close to these people. And I mean, I was staying with um, one of the other girls in the cast and her partner who happened to be the MD. Um, and so I... Musical director, director for people yeah. who aren't there. Um, and he conducted the uh, orchestra as well. Um, and so you got to, I got to live with these people as well for a week. Um, and it was really, really lovely. But then it's gone. I kind of woke up Sunday morning and had a shower, <laughs> woke them up and went, I'm really sorry, but I need to go because it was Easter Sunday and I had a family thing yeah. to do. Um, and I've not really seen them since. And then you kind of go, oh, it's, it's really strange. But you kind of have to just make sure you 
meet up with the people again afterwards and make sure you still see them because if not you go months without seeing people that you quite end up being really quite close to because it's a shared experience and it's all these lovely lovely things um don't get me wrong by the time saturday night was finished we were like oh done but then you start to kick in that it is done it would have been it was the sort of show that would have been really lovely to have had sunday off monday off and maybe then done the same run this week as well like Mm -hmm. it would have been really nice to have because i remember saying to annie and jock whilst i was getting ready so i was living with um on the i think either the it was either tuesday night before we went up on wednesday or wednesday morning i can't remember i remember saying i know i need to be cognizant of this because this is going to go past really really quickly and i knew that and i tried to be in the moment and you still get to saturday night before you know it it's it's really strange but it was a lot of fun thoroughly enjoyed it um yeah it's a bit where you welcome sleep yeah um, there's a line in a, in a film called Shakespeare in Love, and it's something like one of the Paltrow's characters says to Joseph Fiennes, who plays William Shakespeare. And she says, this is not real life, Will. This is a stolen season. And the sort of makeshift kind of mini life cycles or mini yeah. living situations you do during show week. Yeah, because, you know, um, if you're involved in education as uh, – as you are, as I am, as people, mm-hmm. you know, um, we've been on, and I've been involved quite often in shows that do their show weeks during half-term breaks. Yeah. And so you live the show. Yeah, yeah. Now, you go back to work, everybody else has kind of, you know, been on a vacation, or they've just sat around the house and relaxed, yeah. or their lives in order, and you're like, I'm so tired from the show. You've lived this other life in yeah, that week. This other, yeah, this other life. It's yeah. a good way to put it. And then to sort of pivot and go, now we're back to to regular life now the other option is you go to some societies and they do show week while you're working and that's, yeah. <laughs> you're like a zombie at yeah. work <laughs> because the adrenaline will get you through the stuff on stage yeah. but doing your day-to-day stuff's a bit nuts so yeah i just want to sort of touch base with that we'll talk a little bit more about it on uh on two well when we get here on sunday but yes, it'll be yeah, tuesday's yeah. release uh which is of course scott pilgrim versus the world yep which i'm looking forward to doing Mm-hmm. Um, somebody, we're here today to talk about uh, the one with all the poker. Yes. Okay. Uh, this is from March second, nineteen ninety five. It is the next episode after the one with two parts. Okay. It is also only seven days later, so it is it is a week. Right. So not much new going on in the world. It's the same number one songs. It's still Take a Bow by Madonna in the U.S. <laughs> it's still Celine Dion, Think Twice in the U.K. It's still Bang and Blame by R.E.M. Still never heard of it. By, uh, by Well, by R.E.M., like I said. And in Australia, it's Another Night by Real McCoy. My number one movie is the same movie as well, the Brady Bunch movie. So <laughs> life is pretty much in a bit of a holding pattern, which maybe applies to Ross Geller in this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we've skipped nothing. So before we go into a deep dive, it's just this is an episode written by Jeffrey Ashtroff and Mike Sikowitz. They've they've already written three episodes, but only one that we've done. Okay. They did the one with the thumb, which right. we didn't do. No. The one with the dozen lasagnas, mm-hmm. which we didn't do, which I believe is our introduction to Jack and Judy Geller. I think so, yeah. Because um, we haven't met Judy Geller on the pod yet. No, we haven't. No. And then the one with the blackout yeah. is them. And I'm like, all right. So I'm going, they're a bit sitcom But also, I mean, at least the two we've done have been very, um, not not complete bottle episodes, but not too far from. The one we've done, Blackout, that's yeah. it. Okay. And, and this one. Oh, and this one too. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah for the most part, keep all the friends together. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this was directed, however, so it's interesting, it's something to talk about. 
This is a James Burroughs episode. Okay. So, um, big fan of James Burroughs. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we, we begin. Um, so, the deep dive, could we be any more excited? The cold open, and they are whistling. Is this Bridge Over the River Kwai? I don't know. I know the tune, but I don't know what it's called. I think it's Bridge Over the River Kwai, I think. I just know I it has believe- some bad lyrics to it, if you were... I believe there are oh really yeah I believe there are certainly some edits I believe I am familiar with a um I'm familiar with a extended DVD release cut of this okay because there's one first I am convinced in this first joke it absolutely takes place so they're all whistling that song and yep. they're they're basically they're all putting helping Rachel pack resumes yeah into applications she's already filled out for a variety of jobs including popular mechanics which doesn't feel very rachel centric but as no. chandler points out if you're going to work for mechanics might as well be those ones may as well be those ones because they're the popular ones after all <laughs> it turns out ross finds out rach you didn't proofread these because it says you've got excellent compooper skills <laughs> and then rachel goes oh do you think it's on all of them and Joey is the one who goes, no, I'm sure the Xerox machine caught some of them. <laughs> now, it's interesting because Joey kind of, they kind of play both sides with Joey on this one. They're starting to discover how dumb is Joey. Yeah. But right now, I think Rachel is how still. How dumb is Rachel? Yeah. I think Rachel's the dumbest friend. Yeah. At this point in the show. Um, And that is it. We go to the credits. We have our uh, dancey scene around the fountain, as per always, uh, with that second wave of clips from the show. And then we go to Central Park. Now, the, the the thing that I thought was here. Apparently, it's called the Colonel Bogey March. Oh, it is Colonel Bogey March. That's Whistle, right. Because it's uncredited. Is that them whistling it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, whoops. <laughs> a reel on uh, Instagram when I open my phone. Um, well, not a reel on Instagram. It was Facebook. Um, where was I going with this? I was going to say. So, as far as I remember, mm-hmm. what happens next is once they discover there's a mistake made. They start going, do 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 do, but they're handing back the envelopes and taking them out and like crumping uh, okay. them up and throwing I, them away. Fair, I think I remember that. I remember this really distinctly. So I would be stunned if this, if that wasn't the DVD or even the original television cut of it. I or reckon the, it might be the DVD one because I think I've seen that. Because I definitely know what I've seen this, and there's yeah. never seen that. I went, hang on a second. So we go after the 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 uh, the credits. We open in Central Park. Rachel does a huge, sorry, does a fake order with Phoebe and Monica to check the mail. Again, I do question if a coffee house would keep you this busy where you're on your feet the whole time. Yeah, no. But regardless, uh, and she gets rejection letters from jobs. I don't think I've ever gotten a rejection letter from a job application. You just don't hear from them. Uh, yeah, no, I think I might have had maybe one. But this is like she supplied but, the university. Yeah, yeah. And every one of them's given her a rejection letter. Yeah, no, that's not normal. Um. Phoebe goes, wow, your visa bill is huge. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> is this cool? I mean, no, but I guess she, she's been told open my mail because she's waiting for it's a It's clear the visa is not what she's... Well, no, God, no, but... And then the comment, whoa. <laughs> it's not, oh, no, I saw this by mistake. Let me put it away. No. No. Um, meanwhile, over in the corner... An area which we don't use a whole lot after about season two of Friends. There's that little raised platform by, by, by the window. Yeah. And Chandler's trying to talk Ross into dating 
Linda. We don't know who Linda is, mm. but Linda's someone who I guess he went on a date with. Right. Because why don't you want to date her again? Is it because she said the Flintstones could happen? <laughs> and he goes, no, it's, 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 she's not. And Ross looks off, off into a distance. We see on the other side of the, uh, of the coffee house, there's Rachel and Chandler goes, could you want her more? And he goes, who? He goes, oh, no, I'm totally over her. And I'm going, why is Ross doing this? I don't understand. I don't, know. I don't understand why he's doubling back. No. No. Because he's. it's not like it's different people. It's not like the girls are there. It's, it's the boys it's, who know. It's within a circle of trust. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But also, the boys are being a little bit like, oh, you love her. And I'm like, why are the guys being? Maybe, where has this come from again? Where has like, this come from? Yeah. Like, It wasn't sophomoric before. It was like, you know. You get the blackout and Joey going, never going to happen because yeah. you're stuck in the friend zone. And his, his his thing was more, go for it. You you, you, you go yeah, get her. Yeah, yeah. And in this case, it's not. This is very high schooly, And maybe this is what happens when you have different writers write different. Although these are the same writers who wrote the blackout. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's very, very. I'm not. I'm going to bury the lead a bit. I don't really like this episode. Okay. Um, it just it feels, all of it feels odd and um, not quite right. Joey enters. And they go in, and they mock him for crying. And at first, I was like, "Oh, I don't like this." And then you find out why he cried. And I went, "Oh, okay. Mm. I think it's more about what he did rather than the fact that he cried." Mm. I think because he got some chocolate on a card last night. We discovered it turned his three into an eight in his mind, yeah. and he thought he had a, a better hand than obviously he did, and said, "Read him and weep," which is a funny expression. And then he did. And he did. And the girl, and I got, I got, I got a lot of issues with the, with the girls in this episode. A there's, lot there's of issues. A lot of issues with this episode because the girls go, "Oh, why is it always the guys in your poker game, huh? Why are there never any girls in your poker game? Is this some sort of guy misogynist kind of thing?" Which is, I mean, if we'd actually seen anything else other than this one tiny bit, it's because it's they've just encapsulated poker into this one episode, and not it's not been drip fed in. It's no, not no. anything, and then you get this explosion from the girls, and you go. Eh? Well, this is the poker episode. They never play it again after, and they never played it before. It just doesn't make sense. But it, but it's it, everyone's on the poker for a little bit, and that's fine. But they go, well, no, but no one knows how to play it, and it's that whole, oh, that's so pathetic. Is this a guy thing? And he goes, well, any of you know how to play? It? And the answer is no, no. So it's not that we're misogynists; it's that we know who the three of you are. <laughs> we know you don't know how to play. Yeah, we don't know any women. It's, we're not making a passing judgment. You don't know how to play. Yep. We could teach us, and they go no, and then we see how well that works out because uh, we're in Monica's apartment, and the girls do- and they're in a dry run, and the girls don't know how to play because Monica's saying, "Well, look, I have a straight." Now I got no problem. This is the practice hand, so you can actually you can show, show someone this. Pra- yeah, 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 that's fine. Although we're trying to get the idea, you don't show, and then um, Phoebe says she needs two cards, but names which two she wants. <laughs> Rachel's like, "Oh, I have one of those," and Ross says, "No, no, you can't do that." And she goes, "No, no, it's okay. I'm going for fours." I think it's four at uh, ten of spades that Phoebe asks for. Okay, it's the it's the ten of hearts that Rachel actually passes across. Oh, is it? According to the thing, yeah, there it's not go. actually the right card. No, there's a surprise. Uh, see, that's why they don't want to invite them to their poker game. They can't read the cards. <laughs> um, Monica brings food over and. Just think of the idea that like the girls have never even thought about no. poker culture, like even even roughly, no, what it might be. Um, like we saw, this is about as in tune as uh, when we watched How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days. Yeah, and um, Andy Anderson, <laughs> played by 
uh, Kate Hudson comes over and brings all sorts of cucumber sandwiches yes. to the table. And Joey argues, hey, hang on. You can't do that because food at a poker game needs to be my favorite word. He didn't say it, but I'm going to. Monosyllabic. Monosyllabic. <laughs> you tripped over monosyllabic. You did. One monosyllabic. Sil- one syllable words like chips or beer or pretz. <laughs> And then he sees the error of his ways. And before they get ready to start, Monica goes, okay, but one more thing. And he shows Joey. Chandler shows Joey the description of three and eight. Just to make sure it's all clear. <laughs> Which we can, it's very James Burroughs. Here's a joke from earlier. Yeah. We're going to pay it off. Which is, might be the, the best I'm going to go with Mr. Burroughs on this one, unfortunately. On this yeah. Episode. Um, Phoebe gets, so we have a, a time, a dissolve time has jumped and phoebe gets pedantic about bluffing versus lying phoebe's gonna go to bed but they go whoa 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 you gotta settle up yeah we play for money that's what we do you do it monica wants a rematch and rachel says oh so basically you guys get your yayas from taking money from your friends and i'm going hold on you guys didn't just ask to play this game you like insisted, you might have like yeah. bullied your way into this game <laughs> And now that you've lost, when they said, we don't want to play with you, we don't want to have to teach you, we think bad things will happen if this is the case. Yep. Now when you have to do the thing that you've asked to do, yeah. she gets all aggravated about it. Yeah, it's, I, it's just, I have a really hard time with Rachel. We, we, we don't do a least favorite friend, but if, if there was one, I think Rachel's mine by a landslide in this episode. I, I just don't like any of them in this episode much. Uh, that's interesting. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um. So uh, he says, and Ross goes, hey, Rachel, this is poker. And we, when I play poker, I play to win. <laughs> In order for me to win, someone else has to lose. So don't expect me to be a nice guy. Because once those cards are dealt, then Joey leans in from to finish and he goes, I'm not a nice guy. <laughs> And so uh, that's about it. The next night, uh, Ross is his apartment, and Chandler wants to know what was with the Black Bart speech, he called it. <laughs> and uh, I've got, why is Ross pretending he's not in love? We talked about it earlier. Mm. And then we get the lion sleeps tonight. Now, this is a callback to a different episode where the three guys are over having pizza at Ross's. Marcel puts the lion sleeps tonight, and the three guys kind of dance along to it with him. Yeah. I think this is the callback here, rather than the way around. And so, oh no, you can't turn it off on him, or else you'll, you know, you'll you'll you'll, you'll hear about it. <laughs> so they sort of suffer through. We go to Monica's apartment. Ma, they're going. What was with Ross last night? She goes, Yeah, he can get really competitive, and they challenge her about her competitive streak. Yeah. Um. To which point, I don't, I don't get what's wrong with Monica saying he's really competitive. And they go, Oh, you're one to talk. It's like, oh, hang on, you. We were talking about Ross. Yeah. When the conversation moves to Monica, by all means, if Monica said, boy, I'm glad I'm not like that, then <laughs> then this is when you call it out, isn't it? I don't know. I think you can then anyway, because it's quite really? funny. Yeah. All I mean, right. it's like it's like if you were saying, oh, that person talks a lot, and I just looked at you and went, pot kettle black. Like, that's, it doesn't have to be about you for me to turn it about On the you. note of hearing other people talk a lot, check out our episode <laughs> on, what was it we just did? I don't know. Betty and June. Betty and June. <laughs> Listen to me struggle to get a word in edgewise. <laughs> um, so there we go. Um, it turns out Monica's got an interview at Saks Fifth Avenue, which is a fancy uh, boutique. 
and uh, I believe it's Phoebe says, it's like the mothership is calling you home. <laughs> then enter Aunt Iris, who's going to teach them all about poker. Is this the same actress who plays Estelle? I don't know. I can have a look. Yeah. I know that it's there's a, another scene that's cut from this episode in the DVD. Ah, so that's the other one I remembered. Yep. Yep. Um, let me have a look. Continue. I'm sure let you know. So she asks as she comes in, Aunt Iris, is Tony Randall dead? No, I because I think I might have hit him with my car. Really? No. Everything you hear at a poker game is crap. So sit down. And she tells Phoebe, I like your earrings. Just <laughs> <laughs> a great little joke, I thought. Yep. Um then we're gonna go to we move to Ross's apartment, and now this is the rematch. Poker night two point oh. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, the line "Sleeps Tonight" is still is playing. I found out something about that. Mm-hmm. It's the uh, same song that Courtney Cox and what's his face have sex in in Ace Ventura: Pet Detective. Okay, interesting little fact, but yep. not relevant to what we're talking about. Well, no, it just appears in the thing because it's because yeah. it's there's a lot of things that appear. Yeah. Oh, I won't come in with trivia in the future. <laughs> I won't find out who plays. Estelle. Well, no, you can tell me who plays Estelle. It's just, it's, it's just... I thought it was interesting. Okay. Right. If you're out there and you thought it was interesting. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't, <laughs> get a hold of don't even, I, 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 I might just not come back on Sunday. <laughs> um, okay, Pep, you too. Easy yeah, now. He's, Hush he's now. happy. <laughs> um, so um, Phoebe makes him turn off the CD. The song of which I hear was the song that Ace Ventura and Courtney Cox uh, have sex to in their scene in Ace Ventura. And they've got a monkey that's the same breed as Marcel. Okay. But that's not important, so it's okay. Rachel says, hey guys, guess what? Guess what? And Chandler says, oh, the fifth dentist caved and now they all recommend Trident? Which the audience really liked. It's probably the funniest joke of this episode. The joke that... uh, that the audience pops the, the 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 most for, and she's gushing about the interview it went really, really, really well. Um, you know, shot for two and a half hours. They, you know, they don't have the same areas. They have the same. They have the same sort of sense of style. Um, and um, Chandler says, "Hey guys, we don't have to play poker tonight. We can play some other game like Pictionary. Then all the boys duck for cover because in the previous conversation about being competitive, we learned about the Pictionary incident where Monica claims she was sort of gesticulating yeah. for emphasis, and I don't know if it was the pencil flew out of her hand or something like a that. A plate, I think. A plate. Said, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did, did we find anything on uh, on Iris? No, they're two different people. Oh, Iris, two different yeah. people. That's a shame because I believe Estelle does play the actress does play another role over the course uh, of the okay. show at some point, but we'll cross that bridge if and when we come to it because we haven't met Estelle yet. No. Um, Rachel learned. So, so they go. Ross goes. Rachel, I'm going to shuffle the cards for you, and she does this like really fancy shuffle. And she goes, oh, no, I think I'm okay. And I'm so like, they've learned that. Okay. Doesn't mean you know how to play poker. No. <laughs> as someone, as someone who, who, who's played, oh, the question was asked. As someone who's played a lot of poker, I, I kind of sit there and go, not once was I like, oh, wow, he can shuffle. <laughs> wow. So I, I played a lot of poker, uh, especially there was one year when the National Hockey League went on strike. And in Canada, in your evenings, you need something to do. Yeah, and basketball wasn't that big yet, so all the sports networks had to fill their content. And they put a ton of poker on there, and we all got really into poker. We all hosted poker games. We all went to weekly games, so we were huge on poker for about two years. Return point: Have you ever played poker? Uh once wasn't a great night. Haven't played since. 
Noted. No elaboration needed. No, nope, no. Nope. <laughs> Do you link that with the poker? Oh, absolutely. Oh, really? Oh, okay, yeah, wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, I would say on behalf of poker, I don't think it's... It's it, it's a wonderful game, I think. <laughs> I'm sorry that it's... Uh, it's it is definitely tainted for me. It's been tainted for you. I'm sorry yeah, about that. That's okay. Um, so... Uh, oh, I said about how to play. The girls lose again. Phoebe's down seven fifty. Monica's down ten, and Rachel's down fifteen dollars. And you know, Ross isn't great at winning. No, but while Rachel goes, "Ooh, I'm a man. Ooh, I have a penis. Ooh, I have to win money off my friends to exert my power." It's like, yeah, that's the game you're playing, mate. Like, you, you voluntarily signed up for this A game. <laughs> like, even if you thought the first one was a rough go, yeah. why did you show up again? There's also, like, so many, like, times where you could make that speech and have it be relevant. Yeah. And this is not one of them. This is not one of them. <laughs> They've done nothing wrong except for play the game that they were all trying to win and be successful. Yeah. Yeah. That's rubbish. He's not the enemy. He's just the competition. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Monica again wants another rematch. Now, at this point, this is where the extra scene comes in. Yeah. Where they go back and goes, did I teach you girls nothing? I'm sure that's the line. <laughs> Probably. And they go over again and go, okay, we're really going to teach you now how to play. Because otherwise, what's the reason why it suddenly, it suddenly clicks? Yeah. Yeah. So one more game. This time we're back at Monica's house, which is a more visually appealing location oh, for the definitely. game. Oh, definitely. The rest of it's just beige, isn't it, in Ross's Ross's apartment. place, yeah. So Ross goes, I do like this line. Do you really want to play? You could just give us your money now. We could save some time. Rachel says, whatever you say, monkey boy. And I'm like, all right, I don't mind this because he's doing a little bit of yeah, so banter. She throw it back. She's fine. doing it back. But it's our first sign that maybe the idea that he's got a monkey isn't isn't helping him. No. Yeah. Um, Joey is stopped from ordering a pizza. Yes. I've got two problems with this. What's your problem? Because Rachel is waiting for a phone call, right? Yes. So my first issue is that pizza's got two syllables. <laughs> my second one is Joey lives across the hall. He could just absolutely he could literally go, go over there, yeah. use his phone. His probably if he's a wireless, which I think they yeah, they have a wireless. Yeah, they can just bring it. It out. could probably still work from that distance, even yeah. back then. Yeah. So there's no reason why Joey can't be eating pizza. Just, Except for, it's just, we need to remember, this is when she's... Because that's what they do. They call at 9 o'clock at night yeah. to offer jobs. Yeah. Yeah, because that's when the office closes. That's the thing. So you do it when it closes, absolutely. That makes perfect sense. Yeah, it wouldn't be 5 p.m. when, like, the office closes. <laughs> no, no, no. The person, she doesn't come in till 11, but she stays till 9. <laughs> um, so, um, Ross has gone to the toilet. He comes back. He goes, your money's mine, green... She goes, your fly is open, Geller. And he looks, and it's a little tee-hee-hee-hee. Tee-hee-hee-hee. Um, which is the second, actually, fly open joke we've had in about three episodes. Yeah. Uh, a little bit later, Rachel beats Ross for her first hand, and she's really excited about it, and she starts to make a little pile. Yeah. Oh, there's a Ross pile. This one was Ross's own. I think this one was Ross's. And again, like I feel like it's been escalating the whole time. So I'm not yeah, really yeah. cool with it, but I wasn't really cool with it when he was doing it either. So yeah. I'm going, okay, I think Ross it's deserves this. It's tit for tat at this Ross point. Ross deserves yeah, this, yeah. yeah. I'm not. Um, she sings a song. Oh, oh, I got your money. And then you never see it. And your fly's still open. And I made you look. Uh, Monica slams her cards on the table in frustration. They move some breakable stuff away from her. <laughs> we get to one. <laughs> 
Joey comes to him and Joey says, I fold like a cheap hooker who got hit in the stomach by an old guy with sores on his face. <laughs> and they look at him and he goes, oh, I'm out. <laughs> uh, Ross folds on a hand and says to Rachel, what would you have? And this is the option. If you win a hand and no one called you, yeah. you don't have to show them what you had. Yeah. So the old theory is you want to you wanna see what I have. You got to pay for that. Yeah. Yeah, you have to call. Yeah. And he goes, no, 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 no. Uh, she goes, no, I'm not showing you. And he goes, no, no, come on, show me. Goes, no, no, I'm not showing you. Which when Chandler goes, I've, I've had dates like this. <laughs> it's quite funny. It means he's asking. It, is, it means he's yeah. asking. Uh, and it's a joke about himself, and I'm okay. Yeah. And it's self-deprecating, and it's all that stuff, right? Um, Ross continues to defend that... Uh, he he does because she's like, oh, you really hate to lose, don't you? And you know you're playing poker, so all this all these mind games yeah, are okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually more okay with it when the game's going on than after the game. Because oh, when the game's going on, you're trying to you're trying to emotionally everything manipulate everything and everything when it's cards on the table. Is crap. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then Rachel gets the call, and she didn't get the job. And everybody is super cool. Yeah. Everybody's like, we don't. And Joy says, we don't have to do this. And she goes, yes, we do. Yeah. And we go back to the game. And now this feels like it's emotionally loaded. Loaded. Yeah. And so uh, we go back to the game and she says, I see your 50 cents and I raise it $5. Now, this is wrong for two reasons. Number one, as Ross tells us, is a 50 cent limit. Yep. Number two, and the more important thing, this is what we call a string bet. Right. You cannot go, I call and I raise. Okay. You have to go, I raise. Yep. Because when I say I call, you might give me some information with your face. It makes me go, and I raise. Mm-hmm. Because I've, my call got me one piece of information and then raises my action. Right. So that's the rationale behind it is you're not supposed to do this stuff. But these guys weren't, uh, we, we used to call them people who f- were really pedantic about this, poker Nazis. Yeah. Because they were, you know. Yeah. <laughs> really kind of grammar nazis of the, yeah, of, of, yeah, the poker yeah. of the poker world. world i'm a proud member of of, of I guess both <laughs> groups and i'm proud to be a nazi that's that's the part i'll stay away from but yeah. yes um and so she goes loser and i'm like that's too far yeah that's too far now now, now you're just abusing someone is what you're doing there and, yeah. he, and he's cool he goes no i fold and she goes, hey, what happened to, once the cards are dealt, I'm not a nice guy. So props to the writing team for this line. Yeah. Props to James Burroughs for how it was how it was directed for mm-hmm. this line. Because it really is the key speech of the thing. And he goes, okay. Yeah. And that forces him to stay in. Um, and she goes, what, are you full of it? And he goes, fine, I'll stay in. And she says, I want one. So the type of poker they're playing, the number of cards in your hand mm. would suggest it's it's called draw. So you've got five cards in your hand. And as a, as a as a result, it's hard for me to do it while I'm talking. In the yeah, that is fair. And he just wants you to open the door. Oh no, there's something down there. We'll have to get it in a minute. It's fine. All right. Um, and so, um, yeah. So you have five cards. I have five cards. Mm-hmm. And I have to make five cards out of those cards only. There's no cards in the middle. It's just just the cards in your hand. Right. And so the one thing you do get to do is after you say how many you want. So say if I wake up and I've got six, seven, eight, king, four. Right. Okay, if six, seven, eight make a lot of sense, I can go for a straight. So I'm going to throw out the king and the four. So I need two. Yeah. Okay. So if I have four, it means if, if I'm not bluffing, mm-hmm. it could mean I've got two pair. It could mean I've got four cards working towards a straight or towards a flush. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can mean I got three of a kind and an ace. There's, there's options, but it suggests strength. Right. Whereas Rachel needs two, which would suggest she might have 
ace two three she might have three of a kind she might have who knows mm-hmm. but that those are your best case scenarios right um and so uh they go like that he bets two dollars she then raises 20 he sees the 20 and raises 25 string bet uh, as was hers previously she sees his 25 and asks for her purse ultimate string bet <laughs> then monica's purse raises 17 i don't think you can you can do this but the game's out of control we've established this ross gets his wallet and says joey i'm a little shy and joey goes that's okay ross you can ask me anything <laughs> he's like no i need some money so he gets the money from the boys they put the money in the middle and we have this country score all of a sudden underneath it which i think is to sort of suggest the sort of showdown the black bar to all that stuff we heard about earlier mm-hmm. and then um yeah there's a rachel has a full house and ross says you got me i can't beat it and uh rachel's relieved and celebrates with the girls and the boys are like i thought we had her he goes oh i thought we did too but look how happy she looks and they go to check the cards, and Ross stops them from checking the cards, which suggests to me that Ross has the better hand. It does, but also the boys should know that because they literally stood over his shoulder. There is that, like, cards I thought we had earlier. them. Like, there's no way you don't remember, from, yeah. unless you have goldfish memories. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, there's that. And then the coda, you know, that's, that's it. We get the credits. That's it. And we come back, and it's just a reenactment of the Pictionary incident. Yeah. Uh, Monica had Bye Bye Birdie and does a heck of a job with hers. And then Rachel comes up and just draws this misshapen kidney bean. And Joey, of all people, gets it's like the inconsequential life of bean or something like that. And that is the episode. Uh, I'm going to try and get Pip what what he needs here. I have no idea what it is. I'm trying to set you up with some sort of a line to sort of talk about something. But uh, you said you're not really a huge fan of this episode. Why don't you go ahead and take a couple seconds and explain just some general feelings. Yeah, no, I just didn't like it much. It just has a bit of a bleh feeling to it. I'm sure it's tainted because it's full of poker and I just don't like poker. Um, But I found it a bit boring. Not much happens. It's just generally a bit of a blur. It felt like they didn't know what they wanted to do or how they were going to do it. And But also in the process, not only is it just kind of neutrally bad, they actually also managed to make the characters unlikable during it, which is not fun because it may if all episodes of friends were like this i would not watch it in the slightest um and i thought we were wrapping up there but no pippin has found something else under the sofa that he must have right this very second um i think he's got it now so hopefully we're okay but that was that was quite interesting to watch it's always a little ball isn't it oh the tiny tiny little one that was pink and purple and now it's black because he's pulled all the fluff off it yeah that's it yeah Sounds about right. I hate that thing. I should get rid of it. You, I mean, you should, he's not been around here in a while. He, he, wouldn't, he, wouldn't, for, he wouldn't. He'd just be like, yeah, okay, I guess it's not here. Yeah. But the minute he can smell it, he's like, like, hang on. Mine. <laughs> I know what that is. Yeah, so we have to pick the, the couch up twice. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. Uh, maybe I should have thought about that a little bit. No, so I didn't realize it would it would have an effect, but evidently it has. So there you go. Makes you feel a bit better because I'm like, I, I know I ticked you off, but I was like, I don't know how, no, how no, I no, did no. that. <laughs> I was like, I'm not sure it was proportionate response. <laughs> uh, what's changed in the lives of our friends? Not much. Ross, <sighs> Ross is in denial. Rachel's not got a job. We've decided again. Okay, we're back on the Ross Rachel. Yeah. Thing. We became distracted for a bit. We're back on Ross Rachel. That's going to be a thing. Rachel wants to be more of a waitress. Yeah. And she's starting to make movements towards it. 
That's about it. I don't think anybody else no, nothing changed else changes. Whose story is it? Um, I guess between Ross and Rachel, but I'd lean towards Rachel because of the job thing. Yeah, I think it's a total Rachel story. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think doesn't help. She's not a favorite. She's terrible in this. Yeah. Like, I don't want Rachel to get a job or win a hand of poker no, in this game. But I equally don't want Ross to win either because he's an ass as well. But I just don't want it. I just... I just, just yeah, if, if they were all like this, I would not watch it. And again, but. making them the two key players too. So yeah. it, it's this thing, right? Like, I, I mean, I get it. I don't know why they've done it. And parts of it are quite clever. But I'm just like, really? This is Blair. And I guess even when the cards are dealt, I guess Ross is still a nice guy is the message. I suppose so. Yeah. So she could have been a, mess- you know, a nice guy without his friend's money in the pot. Yeah. <laughs> um especially when she goes oh i just lost the job so that i'd like to raise the stakes you know what irrelevant yeah <laughs> uh and it feels like monica who so has such a need for control and the rules and things like that is f- very flippant with this is very flippant i mean they haven't established fully who monica is yet no they're still figuring that out but it feels like even at this point in it like the competitive streak they talked about i think adherence to the rules would be part of it yeah um what do we have next we've got a favorite friend who is the mvp of the episode mm, joey mm. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if i picked up on the mic or not but it was clearly had a squeaky toy somewhere <laughs> it's not even like a squeaky squeaky one there's like a honky squeaky like a, one like a, there you go yeah uh i'm quite good at echoing noises <laughs> i go with I'm trying to see if I can give us the channel or if it's going to be her. It's going to be Joey, sorry. Um, It's it's either one of the two of them, but... Yeah, I'm going to go with Joey. Yeah. Yeah. um, Favorite joke, favorite moment? Um, Has the the fifth dentist agreed? They all like... Fifth dentist finally caved. Yeah. yeah, Uh, yeah. Uh, Honorable mention to the mothership is calling you home. Yeah. Uh, but I'm going to go with an honorable mention to when, when Joey has to ask him to finish the Black Bart speech. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's the Fifth Dentist Cave, and they yeah. don't recommend trying it. And so it's one of it's one of the it's one of the classic Chandler Bing lines. I yeah. think. Uh, the costume department. Who was the hottest friend? Who had the best? Who had the best? Uh, who looked the best? Who who was dressed the best? You're like, yeah. I don't know. I con- cognitively like when it first started, and there was a scene right in the in the open i was like oh, okay yeah i need to remember to look at the what they're wearing and then evidently completely forgot because i didn't um the only outfit i can remember is the brown one phoebe's remembering it wearing at the beginning because that's when i thought oh i need to pay attention to what they're i wearing. remember ross an ugly red sweater mm-hmm. oh they had some matching shirts on at one point Did they? rachel and ross had matching like shirts on okay i'm gonna go with i think rachel had like a gray number on at one point and the she looked very good in it so I'm going to go with that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anybody's hair or makeup you notice this episode? No. Uh, I'm going to say no. Although they figured out Chandler's hair finally. We're not going. It's not as large in places. Can't say I paid attention to it. Um, have I? Have we talked about who the who they declared the sexiest person alive was uh, out of the Friends cast at this point? No. Oh, okay. So I think if, if I asked you, who do you think won it? Who do I think won it? Yep. Uh, probably Chandler. Oh no no! I mean, it was it was one of the girls. Oh oh I, I, oh we have yeah it was it's Monica isn't it? It's but, Monica yeah. yeah. At first she was the one who was sort of won all those sorts of titles, yeah. and then as the series goes on, it pivots pretty hard. Actually, there was a shot when Rachel's on the phone where she looked quite pretty because yep. some of her hair was out of her face, and I was like, oh she looks nice there. Yeah. But then her hair fell back in her face, and I went, you're ruining her 
like because her face cut her hair like falls in front and covers some of her face up and i go that's not the best look but I, it was what was in at the time so um guest star of the episode there's just one and iris isn't it oh of course yeah i can't think of another one no no no. i just i couldn't think of her to and she's with. got she's got enough it's not like i'm talking about like gunther like pouring a, a cappuccino oh yeah no, no no this is this is fine and she's and she's good yeah i wish they kept the second scene in yeah yeah because it makes her more of an like like, like an omnipresence throughout and it also suggests that what she teaches them actually, actually works. works yeah yeah um things that fell flat the entire episode <laughs> um i don't know what they're going for ross and rachel's um uh, like battling but yeah i think they tried to i think it was supposed to be like friendly competitive but it didn't come across as friendly competitive oh, when she called him just asshole when she called him loser that was the mean girl from high school picking on the nerd yeah that's what that was yeah it's just yeah, yeah and, and, and all and all the like like gaslighting the bit where like oh you need to hit my money yeah you, you signed up to do this i didn't even ask you to play this yeah literally yeah um things that show this is the 90s uh the f- phone with the pizza yeah you can't go on the phone because i'm expecting a call like you don't even call waiting yeah you know what i mean like that's pretty that's pretty out there mm-hmm. um is there anything else the cd hmm. player cd player yeah for technology as far as that goes yeah i think sax for fifth avenue is still a thing i think new york still has and fashion and, and their downtown still has i think that's pretty amazon proof oh i mean sending out a load of resumes like that in a uh, mm. Like, like hard copy, yeah, yeah, hard copies. You just, you just have, yeah. The idea that you had to go to a Xerox machine and get it done, like you went somewhere to do it. Yeah, no, you just apply online now, don't you? Apply online, or, or you might even have your own printer and print out like thirty copies of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As opposed to doing one somewhere and then print it off and go into a place. I saw on Instagram today that the guys at Shitface Shakespeare are hiring oh, actors, really? and I was like, oh, if I had a Spotlight membership, I would absolutely apply to do that because that is that's my, like my dream. It's doing shakespeare classically some nights and then getting pissed and pretending to do shakespeare classically <laughs> in the nights like that would be brilliant well, pretending to be drunk as well i think i mean yeah i think you have to yeah. i think they do drink oh they? i will say do. the last time we went to it i mean the guy was i think it depends who's doing it whether they how much also, they it's, it it's, up, a, it's, yeah. a, it's a really fine line yeah as, as we've discovered here on the bfe lately <laughs> <laughs> there's a difference between oh you're a little tipsy and oh, okay you're a bit more of that yeah <laughs> um so no i'd love to apply for that yeah um right pitch an alternate title to this oh i don't really want to no the one where they become bitches yeah the one where every the one where ross and rachel become mean yeah they were four fine yeah you're the four great yeah for all for all we're talking about monica and her stuff like, she's fine know, she's fine she's actually in the in the clothes when they redo the like pictionary thing because she's got a glass this time she laughs at herself when they all duck yeah like, i was like oh no this is good yeah i'd have much preferred the episode to center around this this is funny when ross and rachel fight in general and we'll get to it in future episodes i just don't like it when ross and rachel fight he gets really aggressive and yeah. she gets really <sighs> passive aggressive is not not strong enough word no she gets it's just it's not nice to watch no no this is a toxic couple and it feels quite real in places as well i know they're acting and i know they're both very good but like when he like stands up aggressively it feels like it's loaded and i i I don't like watching that yeah i i don't know how the guy who leans forward and is like ah is also the guy is also the guy who's doing the speeches yeah no um if if he had done it before after she called him monkey boy did the i'm not a nice guy speech uh-huh that makes sense to me yeah but the fact that he does it before yeah it, it doesn't i don't know 
<laughs> it is the oh, I have to whatever. And rather than go, you asked to be here. He just goes, look. In order to win at poker, someone has to lose. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not proportional. It's no. just a bit rubbish, isn't it? Uh, pitch. And also, we've already talked. We're not going to do that. I don't have any critics this week. I will say that this came in uh, like thirty point four million viewers so like just under the previous second the second half of the one with two parts was mm-hmm. their highest ever this was just underneath that wow so it shows They're that, 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 that two parter worked yeah it shows that uh, i think the juggernaut is well and truly underway absolutely and you might argue did friends probably didn't need the help it got the previous week if anything the ever shows might have got a rub from them rather than the other way around but it shows yeah. hey We'll take it. Yeah, absolutely. If there's someone who watches Mad About You who hadn't seen Friends and they checked it out, yeah, we'll yeah. we'll keep them. Yep. Yeah. So there we go. So uh, that's about it. The only thing that's left is our ratings. Our ratings. <laughs> are you going scorched earth on this? What are you doing? No, it's just definitely the lowest by far. I just didn't enjoy it. It wasn't, I didn't want to like turn it off and throw anything at the TV, but like it just wasn't good. Um, so I'm going to give it, uh, five and a half diamond cards out of ten. Interesting. I'm going for six pizzas Joey couldn't order <laughs> out of ten. Yeah, I'm with you. It's just, it's just not a good episode. It's funny because I was selecting them. I went, oh, the poker one. Yeah. And I was like, oh. Because, you know, you remember the them going around and going the whole, ooh, I made you look yeah. and the whole, like, oh, look how happy she is. Oh, I really buried the good card. And you're like, from, from I guess from the long-term story of Friends, I think this episode is value. Yeah. <sighs> But I think it's weird how watching it by itself, by itself, which is weird because we did watch the episode before it. We did. But it doesn't relate to it, does it? It doesn't relate to it. And maybe it's the fact that we're focused so heavily on it or we don't have the break of commercial breaks or whatever the situation is. But this one felt, it felt a little off. Yeah. Yeah. So there we go. So that is that. So I've given a six, you've given five and a half. The only thing that's to do is talk about what we're doing next time on Friends of the Podcast. Uh, definitely the question about how have our friends' lives changed after this episode will be very different. Easy to fill next week, I think. Okay. Next time around, two weeks from now, we are going to be doing the one with the birth. Ah, okay. Yeah. So babies. Babies. So they changed, I mean, they changed Ross's life. Um, the benefit of having them split up already is that it doesn't change. The, it only changes the it when when, when you want it to. when you want it to, <laughs> as opposed to like. Well, the office was was great because it's about working. So they only had to bring so, them in when they wanted to. Yeah. yeah so, but they used to say the way that you killed the sitcom was you had couples get married and, and you had babies. couples have babies. Yeah. And they said, "Hey, friends, doing the opposite. Let's get them divorced." <laughs> and even with the babies, just shove them off to the we other. We don't need them. The other, we don't need them. So. <laughs> Uh, there is that. So we will meet uh, janitor Ben, baby Ben, Yep. next week. Dylan and Cole Sprouse. Uh, not yet. Not yet. Well, to, it ends up being, doesn't it? They'll, they'll eventually become the Sprouse yeah. boys. They had one of my favorite. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think of what it was now. They had some, they had this great Twitter uh, zinger. One of them had on the other one. Yeah. And said, I forget which one were you. Were you Dylan? So were you uh, Zach or were you Cody? And he goes, I don't remember. (laughs) I was too busy carrying you all those years. (laughs) They are brilliant. Because they've turned into completely different people. Yeah, I think the one's like a legit actor. Kind of like, yeah, kind of like how the, the, you know, the young Elizabeth Olsen. Not not Elizabeth Olsen. Uh, 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 Is Elizabeth Olsen? Yeah, Elizabeth Olsen's Scarlet Witch. Is it? Yeah. 
Because the other one's Mary Kate and the other one's Ashley. I know that. Yeah. You sure it's Elizabeth? Yeah. Okay, there's another Olsen who's in like Mad Men and things like that. I'm trying to figure out what, what her name is. Shall Google it. Yeah. Cast of Mad Men. There you go. Because uh, 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 uh. I'm sure it's something Olsen on her front as well. Da, 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 da. Show more. Um. Uh, oh, sorry. The character's name is Peggy Olsen. Ah, that. The do actress's it. name is Elizabeth, Elizabeth Moss. Moss. That, that would be So, I think you're right, but I think this girl's also called Elizabeth Olsen. How is this possible? <laughs> That's funny. The Great Lost. Uh, the Great Lost cleared for takeoff. Ethan and I talking about Mad Men. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so that's about it. So we're going to leave things off here. You in post-cat, post-show blues. Yeah. Are we all right? We good? Yeah, we're fine. Okay, just making sure. <laughs> making sure. You going to show up Sunday? Huh? You going to show up on Sunday? Might do. Might do. There we go. There you go, folks. <laughs> You've heard it there. So there we are. Um, outside of that, check out the other stuff we got coming out. Uh, on Sunday, you'll have Liam and I dropping an episode, uh, a clear, a clear for takeoff. Jeez. I see it or skip it on air. Ooh. Air of a story about how Nike signed Michael Jordan. Spoilers. Um, so that'll be, that'll be that. Uh, we had a lot of fun recording that one. And then on Tuesday, we're very glad to welcome back James de Guzman. Yes. Uh, as he is with us for the end game as we talk about Scott Pilgrim versus the world i'm off to a multi-day stag do starting tomorrow morning so uh, we've already watched the film as it turns out yep yeah i said i'm watching today if you're if, if, if you're coming around anyway yep. uh so that's been watched um so i'm looking forward to talking about that and then the following yeah we got some really good movies coming up in the next few weeks i gotta say that so I just realized i haven't got cats rehearsal on sunday there you are post show blues they're a real <laughs> thing they're a real thing <laughs> So there we go. So this is where you get to go ahead and raise 20 because you feel sad. I'm sad. Because I don't have a rehearsal, so I feel like we're using the stakes. <laughs> <laughs> so please join us next time on Friends of the Podcast when we talk about the one with the birth. Yes. For Friends of the Podcast, uh, best film ever, Friends Retrospective, I've been Ian. And I've been Georgia. And we'll catch you next time. But until then, we are on a break. We'll catch you on the flippity flap. The flippity flip flop. It was. I didn't get one. <laughs> <laughs>